0: So practice it's about uh, we're living in a in a multifaceted experience of the future or the possibilities could be, should be, things we dread, things we're concerned about, past, things that are inherited, we feel we belong to or are born in or inherited mm. yeah. and the sense of our self what that is images, ideas, names other people and the quality of all these is that none of these we can't do much about them immediately in the present you know, you, you can remember the party, well, that's past, so I can't change that. In the future, well, I don't know what that will be. So many possibilities could happen, but I don't know which one is going to work out, so I really can't say in the future, actually. Myself, well, I'm like this. Other people are like that, nothing I can do about them. <laughs> and so, in, in the conventional the experience is a lot of uh, um, uh, frustration, or or seemingly we seem stuck in this. So often, what happens is a person just tries to withdraw or escape from that, from that situation. We kind of lose ourselves in what we're doing, or games, or fun, or pursuits just you know passing time because the rest of it so seems so uncertain and, and also nothing we can much, do much about. You know? but realize that this this particular scenario of the future, the past, myself, another is something generated by the mind you. Know? It's, it's 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 a it's a show generated by the mind now you might very well say oh, no I don't know about that I don't I was born that's not just an imagination but if you really <laughs> consider your, your past I bet you don't remember all of it yeah. Yeah, there's certain yeah there was a past but it's not the past that you remember you yeah. Uh, it's quite interesting. Um, sometimes I meet, you know, I get occasionally I meet old, old school friends, or my brother. A very dis- different impression of who I was than I have. They had a very distinct impression of me being something, actually more positive impression of me than I have, <laughs> in the past. So my past of me is not the same as their past of me. Yeah, so, but there was a past. Which one is the right one? Which details do you remember? That's the piece. I'm not saying there isn't one, but the one that you live with is concocted, formulated, filtered, edited. Yeah, and similarly the future. Of course, we just do not know the future, but um, probably most of us have got certain lines we're moving around. Well, I'm planning this, I'm imagining that, and tomorrow is going to be this and i've got to do that because it's monday or tuesday or whatever day it is right you going to go there and so but then that can happen i don't know if you when you look into that you look in the future you see you generally you see this kind of a world moving around you you know about faces and images and you feel it you feel the stirring of it but notice i don't think you ever do you ever see yourself in that you ever see an image of your own body in that? Probably not. You see you it's like being a ghost. Because that's actually the truth of what ghosts are. <laughs> yeah. they It's disembodied, disembodied jittas. <laughs> and so when we go to the future, we go into the we go into the ghost realm, the, the disembodied jitta realm, which is it's not it's not morbid, it's just the you know, a lot of, lot of the disembodied jitta is a ghost, right? <laughs> That's what it means. You know, when you're dead, you jitter when it's disembodied. That's what we call a ghost. Well, you don't have to die to do that. You can experience it in this life. Most people are, living ghost ghost realms, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, and other people are um, often our uh, images. Uh, you know, joys, our sorrows, our love, our aversion cascading, moving around mm. Yeah. Mm. and yourself mm. and these actually uh, this is, these are all subject to this quality, they are results of the mind as it loses its balance through, through that um, you got this quality called Papuncha. The feeling of loss of balance when a chitta is not present, when it loses presence, when it's enticed or confused or thrown out, it loses balance, it starts to starts rolling. It's like a like a ball. If it's held in balance it floats, when it starts to get drawn out by these asava outflows or anutsaya. Latent inclinations you know, it starts moving, it rolls, and its feelings it rolls, and it feels it rolls, it searches, it throws out a thought to, to hold on to, the thought is thrown out or the idea is is evolved out of the unsteady state, so all the projections that roll out when the chitta starts rolling. All proceed from the unsteady state, so they can only produce unsteady phenomena, because that's where they came from. Yeah, Yeah. unsteady, uncertain, changeable. Mm -hmm. You can think anything. You can plan tomorrow. and You think this and that, but then it could be this and then. But she might say that what am i supposed to do about this and you can feel overwhelmed before you've even started the day but the possibilities that your mind can cook up and all this cooking up is the chitta rolling away from its basis as it rolls it throws out ideas impressions hopes aspirations urgency or even fear gets locks and it evolves a world the world arises from the citta rolling and as it goes into this unsteady world it tries to find something to make it steady so it throws out produces some thoughts and ideas to hold on to to make it steady but of course those thoughts and ideas are unsteady you notice that because they're not things they're today themselves they are they're fluid there's no such thing as a thing in buddhism everything is a verb everything is dynamic and moving and changeable so when you try to hold on to some find stability in things that change it's mind gets more stirred so it produces some more things ideas possibilities worries doubts uh, anticipations, drives, urgencies, it uh, was more unstable, and probably with that process occurring, it starts to turn around and say something wrong with me. I can't figure this out. I should be this way. I shouldn't be that way. Yeah, I shouldn't be like this. So it starts getting negative, and the inability to find stability. Hmm. Then we get then it gets overwhelmed. I should be able to manage this, I should do this, I shouldn't do that. And so you always create a personality that's that's surrounded by should-bes. This is a desperate ghost. Mm. That's hounded by what it should be. What ideas it should live up to, Mm. aims it should live up to. We create these aims and ideas because they give you some sense of a structure, solidity but they themselves are something the mind creates. Do you, get, do you understand what I mean? <laughs> so, I think, well, yeah, what are we going to do then? <laughs> about all that. Does it mean there's no such thing as other people? No such thing as the future? No such thing as the past? No such thing as me? No, not really. It just means that the one that, that which is generated from the jitta losing presence is this phantom world that we can live in. It's not in it's not you know, you can certainly live in a phantom world mm. or get on in it. Mm. Mm. And so this is a place of, of practice because that's how it is. I'm not saying, you know, there's something wrong with us for doing that. That's, that's the way, that's the, that's the default operation of the jitta still has these, what's called latent tendencies, inclinations to become something, to become something. This is how we got here in this world, how we got into this body, how we got into this life. Inclination to become, to make things steady, to make things clear, to arrive somewhere, to be happy, to yeah, you know, to hold things together. Mm. We're going to work it out. Uh, you work it out just by acknowledging, mm. acknowledging the tangle and the 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 dilemmas that occur, when we can't find resolution in that. Acknowledgement. The, the beautiful thing is the act of acknowledgement without even asking for a solution begins to draw the chitta away from this tumbling on into something we call presence. And then one presence, you sense of the chitta getting some in touch with itself. Knowingness arises and then we can use this quality of proper attention, wise attention. Then you start to contemplate the future that I'm concocting. Is it is it a future built upon the felt experience of fear? That's not a future you want to belong to. Is it a future built upon passion or greed. It's not a future you want to involve yourself with. Because any of these phantoms, these phantom worlds built out of mental states, certainly you you can get into them. They may be transitory, but you can certainly get into that and be saturated with those experiences. We can go into our fear realm and it it feels true, it feels real. The feeling is, is the same. You know, you know you, it doesn't have to be physically real. You can feel terrified of something that isn't here yet. The possibilities of it can give you a very real feeling of fear and agitation. So you know, well, actually, then this is these are the experiences one wants to open to. Fear, agitation, uncertainty, and to be with that, to be present in that. This is what we've seen: presence and presence, deep attention. You, you begin to acknowledge what has to be seen properly. One's uncertainties, one's concerns, one's irritations, one's hopes. Okay, how does that feel? This is process called deep attention. Deep attention almost traces the felt experience within a complex psychological state. What I'm gonna do about my uncle who's doing this or that or the other, and it's very really unpleasant to my aunt, what I'm gonna do about that, and you know, really, you know, what the feeling is uh, you know, urgency, anxiety, uncertainty, feeling that. Then mindfulness, establish mindfulness of that around that, mm, that, that which you've located with deep attention. Mm. And with mindfulness, the uh, you know, samasamadhi, uh, the, the recognition is. This is not this is not self. That doesn't seem very helpful, but but the the compulsion, you know, the sign of self is not just the psychological analysis. It means that when experience happens to us, there's, there's a happening to the chitta, there's a compulsiveness. You've got to, you can't, you must, you mustn't, you're never, you're always, you always. Know, yeah. It's your job, you have to. Now, that experience, that's called grasping. Yeah. It's a, comp- a compulsion. You've got to make it. You'll never do this. It makes things very solid and real. That's called upadana. Clinging, grasping. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Because of wanting it to be clear or satisfying or resolved i wanted to have an answer uh, and then there's that grasping compulsion and this is where from upadana clinging comes bhava becoming the person is born as a personality there's the feeling of i have to do this i can't do this this is always going to be this is what's going to happen to me it's my job to make this this way it's my you know my fault it's like that way yeah, so this is where the I am gets born from the compulsion, upadana, uh, becoming, bhava, and then that gives rise to jati, which is birth. And you can see, you can experience this happening in this very life. And right at the root of that is tanha, craving. Now I see something, I notice something, I feel unhappy about, I have a craving to change it into something better now it doesn't sound that doesn't sound very blame blameworthy um, but it may be inaccurate that is uh, that particular moment and that particular place you're coming from the craving doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be any better yeah, so you getting more compulsive about it isn't going to make it any better you, know, you you feeling it's your job to make everybody happy and your uncle is going to be nice to your aunt and your sister's not going to have a fight with her husband and stuff like that. you wanting it to be that way, you're know, you not wanting it and feeling you've got to change it isn't necessarily going to do anything, apart from get, make you feel more compulsive. And uh, <laughs> so often when you get into these, trying to sort out other people's problems that you've experienced, You've got this feeling you're going to sort other people out, and that they end up blaming you, <laughs> criticizing you for it because you're, you're bossing it, you're bossing around, or you're dominating, you're telling the way they should be. You know, so, you just you know, the compulsion to feel you've got to make something into something that, you know, as if that's the only way you can operate. And it's not. Now, if we establish the presence, the chitta is established on its foundation, you'll notice that one of the things that, uh, one of the qualities that arises is is a sense of empathy. The chitta is naturally sympathetic, it's an affective experience, it's affected, it senses. You know? This is the quality called anukampa, and if you requesting a Dhamma talk you know you, we go through this procedure whereby we recite the phrase that the Brahma Sahampati said to the Buddha said please to the Buddha please teach those are those with little dust in their eyes teach the Dhamma out of Anukampa out of empathy so the enlightened one as empathy and it's a a kind of a fabulous statement you know brahma sahambati lord of the universe comes kneels down in front of the buddha that must have been something to see i'd like to have been there for that one but (laughs) well this could be just the wonderful poetic way of describing some amazing revelation that happened you know like moses on the mountain or something or the other you know some amazing revelation you can't really the language is as it is but there it is so some sense of awareness of the whole world this is what brahma Sammati means it's awareness of the whole universe arises in the mind of the buddha it's like this yeah yeah <laughs> Now, if you want to uh, contemplate that rather poetic description, the brahma the Lord of the Universe, kneels down in front of the Buddha, uh, you can say this is actually the Buddha, the awakened mind, becoming aware of the whole world, of the universe, of the cosmos. Right? Now, if you take that even more imminently more intimately it means your presence whenever the citta is established in presence this buddha is awakening at that point there's an awakening because now you're not in the cosmos of the future the past you're aware of it but you're not in it you're stepping, you're standing next to it you know? And you're aware of your whole, the whole of the cosmos is available to you. Now, when I say the cosmos, I'm not talking about Jupiter and the stars. I'm talking about the cosmos of your karma. Your karma, your your memories, your aspirations, your friends, your problems, your relatives, your job. You know, this is your world. Your personal world stands around you, stands in front of you. But from the point of view of presence, it's no longer what I'm going to do about this and how to make it this way and that way. There's just a resonance of sympathy. Ah, there is suffering here. There's stress here. And the result is this arising of desire, the chanda, the motivation to, to bring forth Good qualities. So this motivation, which is chanda, comes from a place of the citta sensing empathically, you know, the stress around. It's in this world of stress and difficulty of some kind or another, and instead of just rushing into it or running away from it, opening up with a with a sense of Sympathy, how can this, what beautiful qualities may arise here? From here, it could be the quality of loving kindness arises, could be the quality of renunciation, let go of that, relinquish that, could be the quality of equanimity. Well, life is like this, but dhammas arise. Well, the dhamma arises, the dhamma arises when the buddha sees the world it's not like he had a whole buddhism in his head already as a set of ideas no the the dhamma as what we understand the indriyas the enlightenment factors the brahma viharas they arise when the presence awakens in this felt cosmos, karma, the karma realm, the sense realm, the social realm This when it rises within that, the felt personal realm, the realm that you wake up in the morning with, the world that remains your companion through your day with its possibilities and and unending, untidy, unresolved qualities to it. And that's the one that you you in your presence with the quality of dhammas arise. Could be qualities of energy, renunciation, uh, investigation. Now these are coming from a place of of, of chitta on its basis, rather than rather than a place of jitta struggling to make things other than they are and this is um, it's a beautiful possibility of course buddhas have perfected that the rest of us are, are struggling For we tend to go into our personal I'm like this, she's like that, I better do this and then wait a minute what's going on draw and come back into okay, where, does, where does skillful qualities arise now, one of the changes that occurs is that the, um, the ordinary or the non, the personal cosmos that we feel very much involved with, yeah, yeah, tomorrow and my uncle and so forth. I don't have any uncles, incidentally. My, all my uncles are dead, so I don't have any problems with them. They are all fine to me. I just seem to be thinking about uncles today. Um, we lead there. We go there with thought. We think about it. Hmm. We get pictures of them. We think of ID We get ideas about the situation. We think about it, about what it could or should we think about it and then we try to make it fit the way we think about it and these thoughts can be quite ingenious uh, subtle uh, complex we think about it and it's thinking about we call intelligence and it is one form of intelligence to think about things Uh, but uh, that isn't the way that uh, that isn't the basis the chitta operates from. The operates from feeling. It's empathic. So, first of all, feels moved, feels interested, you know, feels strengthened, feels some clarity there. Feels the sensitivity. It gets a feeling, and the beauty, the quality of, of the felt when the jhita is moving in terms of its 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 sensitivities, it also has a certain, it's much more moderated in terms of speed. Now the thinking realm, generally the idea is the faster it goes, the better. If you can think things through really quickly, that's much better than if you think things slowly. People who think things slowly are left behind, so you try to come up with the the answer Think about something quickly, come to a decision quickly. Now that, that's the, and this is the abstract world, yeah, the ghost realm. Now the, the real real world or the, the world that's based upon Dhamma, you sense and and sometimes as you sense something, things open quickly, and sometimes they don't sometimes they're slow and sometimes they're fast and sometimes they are you know we're never quite certain how it's going to open but the Dhamma remains present we remain conscious awake sympathetic interested there's a there's a wishing for the welfare wishing for um, may beings be well may good states arise and recognizing that the best result is, as long as we continually generate or remain in that place where we're generating virtue, kindness, strength, clarity, we just see this is the this is the, what what the chitta moves through. That so, in other words, our lives are led by. Dhamma factors, factors of the Dhamma, rather than just personal wishes. And this means that sometimes we arrive at solutions we feel that, you know, pleased by, and sometimes we just have to be equanimous about. Um, um, perhaps the possibility wasn't there. You know, this person was not available. She wasn't ready for to hear the teachings. I'd love to have helped her. But she wasn't available, well that was how it is. And I can maintain equanimity around that. Because you haven't left the strength of the chitta. The citta has remain stable in all that. So therefore there isn't that feeling of failure. Or even but also isn't a feeling of success either. It's just, you know, that the situation was open in this way or it wasn't open in this way. But essentially you're, you remain established in presence, aware, awareness, and in that. This is where skillful states arise by themselves. And instead of thinking about something, you feel it directly. And this is non-conceptual intelligence. Just like the intelligence the body has. Its ability to walk, which you can never think about. You can never work out how to walk. Things you do every day that you had no idea how, how how you could get a body to do it. The body does it. You try to figure out how to eat your food. How to even find where your mouth is. <laughs> you try and think about putting a spoon in your mouth <laughs> but your body knows exactly where your mouth is it knows how to chew, how to swallow, how to digest. you don't think you don't have to think about it. it does it. it can sense and feel. If the food is hard it crunches it if it's soft it swallows it it knows how to masticate and swallow yeah? and it, it's sensitive to what the kind of food you're eating. It's not like, oh, you have to think about and figure out how, how many times you have to bite the thing. The body knows for itself. And that's non-conceptual intelligence. It's just direct, immediate sensing. And this is the direct intelligence of the jitta. is like that. We never have an idea, we don't think about. There's no about. There's just response. And that responsiveness, the strength, and the beauty and the grace and the love of the jitta is kept steady and then situations arise and you find sometimes it means your life goes this way because that door opened and this person opened so it goes that way or it, this place you thought you were going no it doesn't go that way because it that didn't open yeah. well 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 you know uh, but yeah. Um, and this is of course how things actually happen isn't it you know, stuff just pops up and then we're trusting that and uh, rather than being something that's haphazard you're con- constantly returning to presence and using these occasions to just come back to that and open to the tangle of your life the tangle of the cosmos which is you're open to it there's no judgment you're not thinking about it just feel feel that that unresolved unfinishable experience with it's you know and then it's like that and you don't have to anything about that you don't have to do anything about that that's that have to is called clinging it may be a Maybe sound very good. I have to fix this, but it's still clinging, and you think that's the best thing to do. <laughs> we would do it if we didn't believe in it, but we feel that clinging is the best thing to do. It's my duty to cling. <laughs> you know, I've got to make it work. Well, maybe it will, or maybe it won't. But clinging to it is going to make you lose your balance, but it it doesn't resolve anything. So it is opening to that, the way it is. And then this opening, quality of presence, becomes stronger, stronger, and stabilized, so you're no longer agitated, you get quality called dispassion. You're no longer troubled by it you know, that's the way it is and then ceasing of certain compulsions, cessation and then cessation, relinquishment of the sense of identification in this and then the jitta can proceed presenting dhammas and skillful factors in this world this is the way um, the Buddha lived I don't think he had a set strategy. This is the way he encouraged his disciples. He said, you know, when they were had had their realisation, he said, just go walk. Walk on tour for the welfare of the world. In other words, let people see you. You don't have to have a plan to teach Buddhism. Just be there and re- respond to what happens. And, and being there in presence and responding to what happens is called teaching the Dhamma. <laughs> you don't have a book <laughs> because it comes straight from the heart <laughs> and this is the way we've uh, tried to cultivate it in Britain when Lumpur Samedo arrived here, he didn't arrive to generate Buddhism in Britain, he just arrived to continue his practice, and he said if it all falls apart well you learn out of that, don't you uh, this is the kind of way I've tried to uh, cultivate just yes, this is the door opened. I didn't think I was going to become a Buddhist monk, but that was the door that opened. And okay, well, do this for a while and see how it goes, <laughs> uh, because uh, it it's, it's testing me, but it eventually draws out the best. It draws out resilience and perseverance and patience, and you know, and this is good. You know, so I can trust that. You know. Where it's gonna go in the next ten years, I don't know. I don't have to know. I don't it's impossible to know. Why bother? But I know that this generation, this generating of skillful factors, arrives from being present in the confused world. <laughs> That's the beauty of it. in this confused world by maintaining presence rather than having a strategy. Dummers will arise yeah and there's a certain inevitable quality and an ease about that you can trust it you can trust it so uh, I, you probably will have days to get on with something to get on with so I'll, uh, I'll, uh, I won't keep you any longer thank you for your attention and uh, if uh, good fortune makes it possible to meet again Uh, next time i will look into uh, responding to any questions you have so you've listened to me and i'd like to hear from you so if you would like to present any questions then i'll uh, see what i can do about that next week if all, all being well so take good care and uh remember the stream when life seems dry and struggling remember the stream and how to enter it